0: Canada. hgb you have reached your destination
1: you're listening H-G-B.
2: being a superhero is bad for your health
3: that you're here, why don't you stay a while? The coffee's all brewing here on Carla's Coffee House, HGV Canada. Stick around, we're going to have a good time tonight. And good evening everyone, this is Carla from Carla's Coffee House and thanks so much for joining us tonight. I can't wait to introduce you to our guest tonight is going to be Miles Goodwin from April Wine. And uh, he's so well known here in Canada. I've been a fan of the group since I can remember. Uh, I was introduced to him at a very young age. And I think I pretty much bought every album they ever had until I just couldn't replace all my tapes. (laughs) Remember those days when you had the LPs and you had to buy the eight tracks? Then you had to buy the tapes and, you know, it got costly. So we're going to have Miles on the show tonight, but before he calls in, and he's actually going to be calling us, um, I want to tell you a little bit about his album. He's got uh, Miles Goodwin and Friends, and this is a blues album, and April Wine has been well known um, for always having some blues in their music you could hear it you know and i i think that's what attracted me so much to april wine in their early days is that they had this really neat sound it was very unique and miles goodwin's voice was always unique jim clench too he had a very unique presence in the band um so we're going to give you a little bit off of this new album and I gotta tell you I've listened to I think pretty much every song on the album and I got extremely excited this is an amazing album and it's up for some awards and uh, we're gonna get miles to tell you a little bit about that when he comes on the air so that you could throw your support behind him and uh, get that album more known okay so the first song we're gonna play for you here is called I ain't got ain't gonna bath in the kitchen anymore Now apparently this is a true story, so uh, this comes out of Miles' experience as a young person, so uh, we're going to give you that and uh, see about if he calls in while we're uh, playing that song.
0: (laughs) No, I ain't gonna bath in the kitchen anymore. When I get rich and I ain't poor, I ain't gonna bath in the kitchen anymore. No more. Well, I ain't gonna hitchhike to church on Sundays no more. No more. No, I ain't gonna hitchhike to church on Sundays no more. No, more, no more. And when I get rich, I know for sure I ain't gonna hitchhike to church on Sundays no more.
3: That was Miles Goodwin with I Ain't Gonna Bath in the Kitchen Anymore. What a great tune. Short little guy, too. He's about two minutes and 53 seconds. So we're just waiting for Miles to call in right now. And uh, Miles, these days, is living in Nova Scotia. Um, He went back to his roots, lived in Montreal for many years when April Wine was super active. Uh, uh, They still are. I shouldn't say when because they're still a very active band and they're actually going on a 2019 tour here this year so while we're waiting for him to call i want to give you another tune this is kind of working out in my favor a little bit this one here is called i hate to see you go but i love to watch you walk away and this is also from this album called miles goodwin and friends friends of the blues Hi, uh, this is Carla from Carla's Coffee House, and we're here, here with Miles Goodwin. And uh, Miles is in Nova Scotia, and we're in Brampton, Ontario, right now. Hi, Miles. Hi there. <laughs> we just uh, we just kind of caught Miles off guard. It, there was kind of a little bit mix up, but it worked out all right. So uh, we're really happy that he can be with us tonight.
2: Yeah, I, I was just I was just listening to some Lenny Galat music.
3: Oh, Lenny's great too, isn't he?
2: Yes, he is, yes. He's, he's a friend and he's a wonderful uh, man and a great, uh, great songwriter and singer, yeah.
3: So, so are, are you in
2: Brampton or Brantford?
3: Brampton, uh, Brampton. I almost had to think twice. Um,
2: okay, Brampton, yeah, because I went to school in Brantford in, in 1967, yeah. Oh, is that right? So, yes, I did, yes, I did, yeah. <laughs>
3: The the station actually got its start in Fredericton, New Brunswick, because that's where I'm originally from, and uh, I came out this way uh, just a few months ago, so we've got kind of two locations, one in Fredericton and and one here in Brampton, where I'm at.
2: Oh, great. I I was born in Woodstock, New Brunswick.
3: That's what what I heard, and I'm proud of that fact. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You must know where uh, Chipman and Mento is, then.
2: No, I, I left, I left, uh, I left uh, uh, Woodstock before I could make a fist. I mean, I was so young in diapers. I mean, I, we, I might have been a year old, maybe. I don't know. I was, uh, I didn't live there very long. My dad was passing through when they had me and moved on. <laughs> and from there, actually, I'm pretty sure it was to Branch, Ontario, as a matter of fact.
3: Wow. So how long did you live uh, out this way?
2: Uh, I was there for just over a year. Went to school out there one year in 1967. The year that Pierre Trudeau became our prime minister, I watched him when he was on his uh, campaign tour in Brantford, in the center of town. There's a park, and I watched him with his black suit and the red rose and his lapel, and everything. He's a pretty spiffy guy. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. <laughs> I yeah. think I kind of just remember the what is it, that Perio thing that he used to do, that little dance. What do they call that, a periol? Oh, I don't know. You know, when they he twirls, I forget what they... CBC had yeah, a really I good don't. name for it. I can't remember what it was called, though. No, I don't either. So, Ho, oh, i got to find out. What's the weather like in Nova Scotia right now?
2: Oh, it's fine today. It's very clear and it's fairly mild, but we, we had a big dump of snow yesterday. But it, it, snow doesn't really uh, stay uh, typically down here very long. Because we're on the coast, uh, there's a lot of weather changes, and it gets quite mild, and we get a fair amount of rain, and, and snow is not a real big issue down here. I mean, it can be, but it's, it's been very pleasant.
3: Well, that's good to know, because uh, I see parts of New Brunswick are buried, so I'm kind of grateful I'm living in Brampton right now, where we only got maybe a half a foot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I'm the one You're that's got to shovel, it, right? <laughs> You're in a good place, yeah. So miles why did you decide to leave Montreal and, and head back to Nova Scotia
2: well just because I'm from here I mean I was I was I was raised in Nova Scotia so I have friends that go back a long way and I have relatives still down here and I love it down here I love the pace uh, I left here uh, in 1960 uh, 19- Seventy, April 1st of 1970 with April Wine. There were four of us. We went up to Montreal and kind of hung out there for a long time, for many, many years. Uh, but I always uh, came back at least once a year or so to the Maritimes that I love so much. Uh, but I, it just, just seems like uh, it seemed too far removed from uh, for where I should be with what I was trying to do at the time, you know. And so now, as I'm winding down, uh, it's hard to say I'm winding down because I'm making records uh, constantly in the studio and hardly you would call retired, but still. Um, I'm at an age now where I don't need all of that, all of that. And so I'm here where it's quieter, more laid back, more laid back. I'm near the ocean. I just love the ocean. I have a place here uh, on the water and stuff like that. So I just came, I'm just coming home and I I say I'm I'm still coming home because I still have property at other places, but this is where I'm trying to hang my hat permanently. It's hard uh, downsizing and moving, isn't it? So I'm dealing with that now.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely difficult. I, I, I know that feeling too. I, um, and I think it's a Canadian issue anyway, like you, in order to get things done, sometimes you, you kind of have to go central Canada to, to get a, you know, your foot in the door for anything that you're doing, uh, whether it's music or any type of, of work to get that experience. And I'm always wandering back and forth from Ontario to New Brunswick because that's where I call home too. And, and I miss the ocean and I get teased at work sometimes because, um, my sailor will come flying out. <laughs>
2: yeah well you know in the old days you had to kind of leave this area if you were serious about certain things and uh um, but not so much today. I mean, there's lots of people that live in the East Coast and they're able to jump on a jet and fly around because of social media and every, all, everything available now. You don't, you don't have to be physically somewhere to make things happen. There's a lot of very successful people. For example, in this part of the country, Alan Burrow, Matt Anderson, there's a, there's a list of people that do very well, thank you. Uh, they don't have to live in Toronto or, 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 or Montreal or Vancouver or any big city like that there, you know, it, it works.
3: Yeah, it does. It's it's a better time, I think, now for, for musicians. They can kind of live where they want to. Yep. Now, Miles, i got to tell you, I've been a fan. I think I I've, I ran into the first album, and I think it was Electric Jewels, when I was around 12 or 13. And I've been a fan ever since, and I bought pretty much every one of your albums. I, I wanted to ask you, because some people will know and some people won't, um, the changes that you must have gone through as a as an artist as a person from the time that April wine started you know going and right up now till you know you're into the blues because I always felt when I heard your music when it, when I heard April wine's music there was always this hint of the blues in it somewhere and that's what really drew me to to the band
2: well, I mean, April Wine was was a pop rock band or rock pop band or something like that. I don't know, but you know, we wrote we wrote stuff like "Coming Right Down on Top of Me," which is bluesy, uh, and some other things, uh, certainly. And um, even in the '90s, with uh, with Attitude album, there was a very strong sense of blues in there, but uh, blues rock. But I mean, everyone's been through so many. You're talking literally uh, how many decades, how many years? I think it's 50 years. Our anniversary uh, this uh, this year. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so I mean, we've been through so many things. that It's really hard to talk about. You know what what were those changes? But there were so many. But there, there was an element of blues from time to time. I mean, a lot of rockers really listened to um, to the blues early on. Jeff Beck, uh, his version of it anyway, and Jimmy Page had a strong influence on. Uh, on on the blues and, and so yeah yeah and, and, and Hendrix had a lot of blues in him too so people my age kind of had a, a, you know, a well to draw from and it was always some blues in the mix somewhere so it's natural for it to carry forward even with the Beatles song that we did uh, Tell Me Why which is a really up snappy kind of poppy kind of tune and, and the way we did it was I, I heard it at the end of a long session it was late at and I just I just wrapped myself around the guitar slowed it down considerably and did kind of a bluesy three four chord progression over it and and I hear it on elevator so it must have worked
3: wow <laughs> yeah, you know but anyway anyway yeah <laughs> there's just so much that I I, I want to talk to you about like one of the things that well, interests... I've, only, I've only got two or three minutes so <laughs> exactly so I'm trying to figure out which question's the best I want to ask you um because there's probably a lot of young people that are going to be listening what, um, what sparked you, or when did you know that you were going to actually be a musician full-time? Was there a point in time that you knew? And what kind of advice could you give to uh, people that are just starting up?
2: Okay, first of all, I was joking about the two or three minutes. Okay, good. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, no, no, no. Uh, we just started. Uh, no, no, I was going to... Uh, um, I knew... Uh, in 1968, I had been up to Brantford, Ontario. I alluded to that already, and I was studying mechanical engineering and design. And I was going—I wanted to join the Air Force. Blah blah blah, and, and wear a uniform, and uh, because my cousin did, and, and kind of idolized him, and he had his Fender his Stratocaster guitar and his little Tweet app and his his uh, Air Force uniform and stuff. But he loved music, and I remember very young was we'll seeing him when he visited us, and I was quite taken. So then I found out that. Most of the work that I wanted to do for the Air, in the Air Force uh, was done by civilians, and I didn't want to be stuck in some little square room down a Water Street in Halifax uh, drawing uh, something that I couldn't put my hands on. So I quit, and uh, and I and I, I was and that's why I decided I was kind of. Join a band, and I don't know if I thought even at that time it was going to be forever. I just knew, you know, my love of music, and I, I took the opportunity when some people asked me if I wanted to uh, to be in a band. Uh, I took it now in 1968. I went to uh, Cape Breton, Nova Scotia with a group called the Cake Sanctuary. And then about a year later, Jim Henman uh, drove up, he came up the driveway, and he in his car and said, Do you want to join a band with me and my cousins? And that was three Henmans uh, David Henman, Richie Henman, and Jim. Uh, and it was myself and we formed April Wine just after that and that's when I never look back.
3: Wow. You know? How did you guys come up with the name or how did the Henmans come up with uh, that? I don't know. I, they, they, that was- Something that
2: David came up with, David, I mean, it doesn't mean anything. It actually, the whole idea was so it doesn't mean anything, you know. A lot of bands had sounds, names that sounded like what they do, and, you know, like Led Zeppelin sounds pretty heavy, doesn't it? And things like that, but uh, Black Sabbath, you know. <laughs> but, uh, but no, I don't know, he came up with April Wine, and, uh, you know, a lot of people, you know, didn't like it. But no, you know, but once you once once you were successful, then it, it means something completely different, and so it does work today.
3: Oh, yeah, it does. I always thought it was about, you know, drinking wine in April. I was cool with that. <laughs> you know,
2: no, we've people, you know, I remember once uh, we're checking into Electric Lady that in 1977, and there's some long hairs off in the side, and I said, uh, my name is Miles Goodwin, I'm here with April 1. here hear see Eddie Kramer. i going to mix a an album and he said she said the band's name I said April Wine and I heard some laughter uh, behind me and I heard one of the guys what kind of name is that for a Bay rock band you know cause I had the long hair I looked like a rocker anyway they walked off and I said who were they and he said oh they're a new band called Kiss and they're, all, they're, they're also working with Eddie Eddie Kramer of course did everything Hendrix did that was of uh, any Worth and the album I was mixing was live with the album Convo that we do with the Rolling Stones at, at the a combo in toronto back in the day When we checked in hotels and they'll say so where's april you know there's no april that's the name of the band april wine yep
3: (laughs) that's hilarious
2: Uh, i I would imagine alice cooper had the same problem
3: (laughs) (laughs) yeah probably (laughs) so miles what do you do for fun besides play music
2: uh that's what i do for fun yeah (laughs) yeah
3: I know and I seen I I was watching I, we're actually Facebook friends on on Facebook and uh, I I seen the um, whole story about the guitar that uh, was basically stolen from you many many years ago and it was returned to you in a really neat and cool fashion
2: yeah, 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 yeah. That was a, a, a 62 Melody Maker that I actually purchased in 1968 when I went to uh, Cape Breton with that bandy skate sanctuary. So I purchased that guitar and then, it, and then it disappeared one day and I thought it was destroyed in an accident. So did a lot of people, but it wasn't. It, it floated around the country for, for almost 40 years and and one day somebody said, hey, it's alive and well. And that was the day before Christmas this year. So it was Christmas Eve, if you will. Um, and uh, yeah, so that was, you know, it knocked me over. I mean, I couldn't believe it. As a matter of fact, I didn't at first, but it was in the possession of somebody on the West Coast that had it, for, he had it for the last 15 years as a conversation piece in his, in his living room. Anyway, I did get it back.
3: <laughs> it's amazing that it even survived, because you know what? People have, buy guitars sometimes, and they don't know what they have, and they just, you know, bang it up and don't care.
2: Well, my name, my name was on it. You know, the Bellstock has Goodwin in it, and, and the guitar was known. It was very successful at that point that I was playing it, because I, I, although I bought it in 62, I had it um, for quite a few years before it disappeared. It was on records and on posters and everything else, so, you know, the people that took it stole it and everybody that bought it after that would rather keep it to talk about it, so uh, it made me very upset when I realized uh, how useless that was. That guitar was, 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 you know, in the dark, in a closet, under a bed, in a case somewhere doing nothing, and all those years of me making records, it could have been part of that with me and missed it all because of the greed of the people that had it, but anyway
3: yeah exactly i'm not bitter bitter. no i wouldn't be either (laughs) not at all i've had a few but i do
2: have i do have it at home now it's already been it's already been in the studio and it's on uh, uh, miles goodwin friends of the blues too so it lives on we both
3: live on that's amazing that i just i know i get I, i get really attached to my guitars too and uh i had a guitar stolen from me once and um, it was uh, pretty intense, like, you know, trying to keep me calm down so I didn't hurt anybody <laughs> trying to get that guitar back, you know. Mm-hmm. Especially when you get attached to an instrument, because uh, being female, I find my hands don't fit around the neck just the way that I want a lot of times, and it makes it a little bit harder for me to play. So um, when I get one mm-hmm. that I really like, I'm really attached to it. Now, Miles, um, you said there's a number two blues album coming out.
2: Well, yeah, that's coming out June 21st of this year.
3: And you got a lot of these friends on here. So give us some names of these friends that's playing with you.
2: Well, uh, it it isn't finished yet. I don't really like to talk too much about who's on it because some tracks might not make it. There's other tracks. I have one more track. I keep telling myself I'm done. I was in the studio last week and recorded a brand new track. I said, that's it, that's it. it. I got enough songs. I got it. You know, finish this thing and then I decided to cut another one today and I just contacted some players and they're going to meet me on Tuesday and we're going to we're going to make history <laughs> we're going to go do another song so uh I don't like to say who's on because I don't know who's going to how it's what's going to make the cut it's not the, the friends so much it is the songs you know not not everything works out at the end of the day
3: that's true that's true so we'll see totally respect yeah. that um yeah. now on this one here that's that you've just uh put out uh the number one blues album who's on this one?
2: Oh well oh boy you're testing my memory you'll see uh Rick Dory Derringer's on it uh Jack DeKaiser I mean these are blues guys right Jack DeKaiser uh David Wilcox Garrett Mason uh Kenny Blues Boss Wayne uh Sean Vareau from Whitemouth Mason uh Frank Marino's on it um, oh, geez, I, 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 I'm doing this from memory. I don't have anything in front of me. You know,
0: you're doing but, good. There are
2: <laughs> just a lot, of, just a lot of great players. I mean, they, these are all. You see, the whole. If, if, if your people listeners don't understand this, what I did is I wrote. I wanted to write a blues album. and I wanted to sing it. But I'm not really a blues player, and so I, I wrote blues songs. I found my my blues voice, if you will, and then I just invited all these guys that you know that, that specialize in blues. These are blues players, and uh, Russell Jackson is another one on bass tour. So um, yeah, so that's that was the, the idea. So I just wrote them, sang them, and now I had all these guys play on them, and that's what I'm that's what I'm doing on of Blues" too and Friends of the Blues 1 right now is my first effort in the blues and it's sub for album of the year, Blues Album of the Year uh, at the Junos. So
3: so I and the, like the Junos are coming up pretty soon, aren't they?
2: Yeah, in a couple of weeks, yeah, I'm, 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 yeah, I'll be going up for that, yeah.
3: And I seen too on your site the other day that you said that uh, there was a place, and I'm working from memory too here a little bit, but uh, I went in and voted um, It's to vote for the album. And what was that oh, about? The Music Express thing. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that's kind of cool. I just uh, the, the wife of the guy that owns the magazine. Got a hold of me the day before it ended and say, by the way, you know, they want you to 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 to, boot, to promote this. Can you could you say something about it or Post? It. I said sure. <laughs> it was like it was all over the next day. So if you voted, thank you, Tara. You're welcome. <laughs> but, uh, but but you know, I think other people had weeks and weeks uh, ahead of me, so I, I don't think I, I I didn't even check i don't know where i ended in the race but uh, it
3: doesn't matter Uh, you had quite a few when i looked but it was changing every time i checked it it would it would change and then of course i I had to go do other things but uh yeah no it was doing really good and it's an awesome album i have
2: no idea how that turned out
3: no and those things too like those voting things i always kind of worry about a little bit because not everybody knows it so it's not quite fair play (laughs)
2: Yeah. Well, one of my good friends who was on Friends of the Blues, one, Jack DeKaiger was was telling me a story about that. Uh, But anyway, I'm not going to repeat it. But yeah, you have to be careful with those kinds of things because apparently they aren't uh, foolproof and some people can vote. far more far more than they really should be
3: absolutely whatever I remember you know
2: Music Express is a a publication and it's a great publication I've known the people there for many many years I was in the cover many years ago uh, when it was uh, on paper Um, I was on the front cover in a white suit with no shoes or socks on and a a cane chair one of those um, you know wicker chairs with a big crown round crown on the back uh,
3: looking pretty dapper <laughs> you, you might be you might be looking like you were on fantasy island <laughs> yeah i did yeah yeah
2: so anyway that's yeah that was uh then
3: <laughs> wow wow it's good to see that some some of these magazines are still going because it's uh, been a hard go for a lot of them once the they've got out of the, the paper circulation when that went downhill it was quite a challenge to do it online and still stay afloat
2: yeah well they've managed to do that mm-hmm. Keith, Keith Sharp and, and, and those people managed to pull it off. Good for them.
3: Now, I heard, too, that uh, where it's going to be the 50th anniversary of April Wine, there's going to be a tour?
0: Uh, not per se,
2: not the way you say it. Uh, April Wine does about 30 shows a year or so, because I'm too busy to do more than that, to be honest. And, uh, you know, it, I find 30 is a nice number. It's That's enough, because every, every single date and it involves two or three days. You have to get there, you have to do it, you have to get home. Uh there's the you know, and the years have sucked the joy out of flying there's no joy in flying anymore um so uh yeah I, I hold it at 30 we do 30 shows a year now because this is our anniversary we're not doing 31 uh, we just <laughs> we're just doing 30 uh I, i'm hoping to maybe do a little recording before before uh too too long this year uh kind of an unplugged kind of thing just a little bit of a nod toward the, towards the university yeah oh, but no no special tour now.
3: that that's that's awesome and uh I think, um, no, I got to get, I got to get some news here. How's Jerry doing? I have no idea. Ha, no, oh, really?
2: No, nope, I, I don't know. I don't see Jerry. The uh, last time I saw Jerry was four or five years ago. We. He, he lives in Ontario when he joined us on stage for Sign of the Gypsy Queen, I think it was uh but no I, I don't keep in i don't keep in touch with jerry so much I, I i look forward to seeing him if we're up that way and he happens to pop by it's good but i, I don't know
3: oh oh well you know i like uh, one of the things i remembered about your band you were the first band i ever went to see and it was for your um one for the road tour i remember that <laughs> it was at the aiken center in fredericton and uh, Jerry did a big drum solo and then he had two buckets of something that he came and threw on us which was great because we were young right
2: Well, Jerry was known for his drum solo. That was that uh, was a big part of the show. He was doing that drum solo with the special, uh, people that know the, the drum solo, with the the, the, the the snare and the strobe lights around the snare. He's been doing that before April 1. He, did, he started that in a band called Mash McCann before April 1, and he carried it through the April 1. It was kind of a signature thing that he did, yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah, it was really but cool. But he, he
2: still plays. I mean, he's, I, I do know that he's got... He goes around. I think it might be called Jerry Coe or something, where he is doing some shows, limited shows with, with some people uh, around, so bars and things, you know, those kind of things, and just to keep. I mean, geez, he, he's basically ten years older than I am, nine years and some months older than I am, and I'm seventy-one in June, so. Um,
3: it's amazing you guys I, you know what it, it must be keeping you as young though you know to do what you love to do i mean i think that's you know kind of the fountain of youth right there
2: uh yeah, well yeah it helps you know i don't i, I you know it's a lot easier to be uh, a musician than is a coal miner you know, it's like, it's like you're cutting down timber or something. It's not really a physical job. I mean, obviously you have to look after yourself, but um, there's something wonderful about music. And um, I guess the big thing about old farts like me that like to uh, to keep at it is because we love it. And there's a passion. And like I can't stop writing and recording. I went a long time without recording. Uh, until I decided to get back in the business, because I'm really not, you know, in love with the business, just the music. Uh, and then finally, I did a, a blues album that came out last year, and it's 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 not just successful here, it's it's, it's internationally successful. Uh, in the States, in the rock blues charts, it's number t- uh, last week it was 23 after 51 weeks. Wow,
3: that's charts. awesome.
2: That's pretty outstanding. Yeah, and all kinds of places, I guess all, you know, all over the place. So, you know, uh, but so I finally went back and gave me a record and I put it out and it's, a, and it's kind of a big whoop, I guess, in, in my little world and around, you know, various places. So um, that was nice, but uh, you know, April 1 hasn't made a record in a long, long time. And I don't know, like we might do one again, uh, but uh, kind of lost my track of, of focus here. And this <laughs> what we're talking about right now. But uh, anyway. What it is is what it is and uh, I'm just glad to be doing it. I, I do love the music and I can't stop writing. I, even though we're not recording, I still write, I write, I write, I write, I write. I've got three of All I want to do is live in the studio now and that's kind of what I'm gonna do aside from some shows but I'll never stop recording now. I went a long time without it and now I've got this thirst I can't quench so I've got two or three albums stacked up and I can't wait to get Friends of the Blues 3 because it has a different um, theme. I have a Christmas album I wanna I've always wanted to do a Christmas album. So I'm gonna do a bluesy, jazzy, smoky kind of a Christmas album, at least that's in the plans. Um, and another project. So, eh, we'll see.
3: Wow. As long
2: as I'm healthy, as long as I'm healthy, I mean I love it and why would that stop now? I mean I love music as long as I could wrap myself around a guitar as a a preteen, so it hasn't changed, you know.
3: It it's it's, it's, I love hearing that because I, I find it inspirational because, you know, um, I've, I've heard so many people say, you know, while well, I'm retiring from this or I'm retiring and I get that, you know, there's other things that people may want to do, but there's some things that you just can't retire from. They're who you are, you know, that's what makes you tick. You might slow okay, down. I also
2: think you know. To, yeah, I, I, that's absolutely true. And it isn't just about music, too. I think people that have their own companies, you know, they're driven and they and they're successful, and their companies have done well. And they know that when they when they walk away from that, whatever that business might be, that you're just going to sit a chair in a chair and not be active. And that's when you, that's when you you lose hold. That's when you lose your grip on life. And 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 a lot of us are willing to do that easily yeah. <laughs> you know, <in> a fight
3: <laughs> yeah exactly exactly yeah, anyway. and i, w- I, w- I got gonna tell you this today is my birthday so i'm telling my 14 year old self hey carla this is pretty cool you get to spend your 51st birthday with miles goodwin of april wine well that's pretty <laughs> sad <laughs> no no it's it's pretty cool <laughs>
2: <laughs> you should find a much younger man yeah <laughs>
3: No, I'm anyway, totally it's happy. Nice, I it's love
2: nice, it. Nice, it's nice talking to you. And, and you know what? Ha- happy birthday. That, that's awesome. I have one in June. I'm not looking forward to it that much, but still.
3: But hey, you know, we're still around, right? Like I, I was. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. When we when you've had some health problems, I'm sure we've we've all faced a few of them. You know, you're 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 blessed to face another day and to do what you love to do. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. I've I've had my
2: I've
3: had a few bumps along the way. Yeah. all right thank you so very much for spending some time with me tonight and um um, i hope we can do it again and i hope uh i'm in the nova scotia area sometime where you're doing a little solo show somewhere i'd love to come by and listen to you play live again all by yourself
2: yeah well i have a trio that goes around we do uh we would the entire month of uh may is busy flying all over uh doing corporate shows with a trio that's called Miles Goodwin uh, just between you and me which is basically music and conversation and then I've got blues dates they're filling in and I've got my 30 with April wine so maybe we'll see you out there somewhere
3: oh definitely I'll, I'll give you a wave so so you'll know what's okay,
2: me <laughs> all the best
3: thanks again Miles you have a great rest of your weekend thank you very much Bye-bye. Bye bye so that was Miles Goodwin of April Wine. What a pleasant man to speak to and I'm so glad that he was able to join us here on Carla's Coffee House. It was kind of a mix up there at first because uh, that sometimes happens, you know, everybody's busy and uh, it's, it's sometimes hard to, to, to get everything organized the way it should be. But we have some more music coming up from Miles um, and of course we're going to play a couple April Wine tunes here and uh, the show's not quite over so we're going to give you this one here this is called nobody lies about having the blues i like this song quite a bit and uh, then we're going to play some april wine tunes for you see if you recognize any we'll be right back Thank you for uh, tuning in tonight, folks. We got a few minutes left. We're going to give you some various tunes, tunes that Miles mentioned uh, while he was on the air with me. So I'm gonna, I got to tell you a story about "Sign of the Gypsy Queen." We're going to play you that one. That has got to be one of the most successful songs that they've done. They've had a lot of successful songs. Don't get me wrong, but this one seems to be, uh, um, um, what would you call it, a signature song. You know. So, we're going to play you this one, and uh, then we're going to play you another one right after that called Coming Right Down on Top of Me. It's from the 70s. It's a chill tune, and Miles Goodwin can play a mean piano. I don't know why he said that, you know, he's not much of a blues guy, because, wow. So, we're going to give you Sign of the Gypsy Queen, followed by Coming Right Down on Top of Me. Don't go away. <laughs> Coming right down on top of me, an older song uh, back in the 70s by April Wine, and uh, I think you're going to totally enjoy this as a ballad.
0: Is the sky really falling? Or does it just seem that way? Where's my reasons for living? Have they all slipped away? It just
3: won't let me be. It just won't let me be. Wow, does that ever take me back, that song? That came off their Forever For Now album. And um, we got another one that I want to... Oops, I forgot what I was doing. I got lost in the song. It never fails. I just love that whole album. It's got... um, uh hollywood on there um you know hollywood drive me crazy if you're an april wine fan you should know that (laughs) but uh it's got a lot of great songs on there great ballads trick songs like hard times is one of my favorite ones uh just because it's a play on words all the way through it and it was pretty smart i thought so we're going to give you another one from there and we're going to end end on this thing strong but Um, If you've got any April Wine stories, and I know some of you have told me a few, I want you to head on over to Facebook. Go on over to HGB Canada. We have an interactive group there, so you can get involved there. Or like our page, and please share, share, share. This is going to be up. Uh, This show is recorded. I want to take a shout out to Q. Uh, 108 Kingston. They carry Carlos Coffee House. We have MD Online in the United States is carrying Carlos Coffee House. So um, I want to thank all those who are carrying the Coffee House, and uh, we really appreciate you. We we got some news coming up for for HGB Canada, and uh, more specifically for Carlos Coffee House. Can't let the cat out of the bag yet, but it's pretty big, and it's going to be uh, bridging us very closely uh with the united states so it's going to be a north american takeover of the airwaves let me tell you it's going to be good stuff folks so here we go let's get this on here we're going to give you one of the songs that i totally absolutely adore i know it's a little slower i could play a faster ones but you know you know youtube you can go find them i'm playing you some of the ones that have uh, stuck in my mind throughout the years and here's one i actually do a cover on You won't dance with me
0: when I try to phone They say you're not at home. I don't believe that it's true And when we fool around You always put me down Now what am I? I
3: So that's it for us tonight here at the coffee house i hope you enjoyed the interview with uh, the legendary miles gooden i know i sure did and i hope you'll join me again we're going to have some really interesting folks on the show thank you so much for tuning in tonight take care of the rest of the week